Welcome to AI Marketing, a podcast for sales and marketing professionals that want to increase their sales, leads, and conversions through the use of artificial intelligence solutions. And now, here's your host, Mark Fridelman. In this episode, we're going to discuss how marketers can use conversation intelligence to convert conversations into sales. Our guest today is Natalie Savarino, who is VP of Marketing at Chorus. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. It's great to have you. I'm very uh, looking forward to this uh, topic. We haven't talked about conversation intelligence or conversational intelligence, as I've heard it could be called as well. So uh, this is going to be a fantastic show. But first, before we jump in, Natalie, can you give us a little bit of your background and experience? Yeah, I've worked in in tech marketing for my entire career. Um, I'd be copying to how old I am if I told you how long, but uh, I've worked (laughs) at some of the the most respected technology companies in the Valley, like Intuit and Logitech, as well as some other startups like ClearSlide and and now at Chorus.ai. And um, I love tech because I love the innovation side and really as a marketer having to think about how do you break down complex ideas into something that's simple and easy to understand so you're removing perceived risk from the purchase decision. And I think it's a little bit of a different challenge or problem than people face um, when they're on the consumer side of things. Wonderful. Let's just jump right in. Um, what is your definition of conversational intelligence or conversation intelligence? That's a, it's a great question and one that I get quite a bit. Um, really what we're doing is conversation intelligence products will join your sales calls and meetings, whether they're done through a dialer or through a meeting platform like Zoom. It records, transcribes, and analyzes the business conversations so that sales managers can coach their reps on how to become top performers. They can use it to do things like helping the reps you know, better meet their quota, helping them ramp a new class of reps faster to productivity. And even for reps, there's great benefit in it for them. Like some people ask the question, isn't that a little big brother? Do people really like being recorded? But they get so much benefit out of it that they would never be without it. And the reason is like they can actually be better sellers because they can participate in active listening. They don't have to be so focused on taking notes down and missing something important. They know that they're going to have the recording that they can go back to. And so they look like a rock star because their follow-up is always on point. They always know what the next steps were that were agreed to, and they can keep their deals moving through faster as well as doing less administrative work, like entering notes into a CRM, which no seller really loves to do. Yeah. They, uh, they hate that. Yeah. So let me get this straight. Um, is it recording the voices or is it transcribing the conversation as it's occurring with, with sales reps? And then do you need permission from the person you're selling to in order to do that? Yeah. So we record the conversation, transcribe it and analyze it in real time. So it's not just a matter of the transcription. We're actually looking for themes um, and highlighting those themes. An example for a coaching opportunity Let's say a seller is in a late stage of a deal and suddenly a competitor comes up on the call. 
we'll be tracking competitors in the platform and not only will we be able to track that a competitor was mentioned but we'll proactively alert the sales manager that they have a late stage deal with a risk because the yeah. competitor brought up in that late stage um and does the, the does the sales manager get context around that is it uh hey this competitor was mentioned and here's a context around it how, how does it alert the sales sales manager they do get the context because basically what we do is we connect to the crm so we are able to map to your particular sales process which is where you know context matters is this a competitor that's coming up early in the deal or is it late in the deal and does that mean that there's more risk or less risk I mean, the reality is actually when competitors come up early in the sales process those tend to close better because they're real deals people are actually shopping yeah. they're not tire kickers whereas if it comes up late in the deal then that's more associated with risk um, and so when we alert the manager to that they get a link to the clip in the call where it came up so they're able to jump right into it and and talk to the rep about it and you know we we carefully choose which ones get alerted based on like where is it at in the sales process how big is the deal so they're not being inundated with things but they can always go in and dig into the analytics okay and and it's updating the crm system automatically is that what's happening in the background yep Yep, yeah. we will. Uh, we have an iframe inside of Salesforce, so all the meetings are there. We can go and populate fields in Salesforce based on the things that are important that come up on calls, whether it's a competitor that's mentioned, a product that's being discussed, things of that nature, which saves the sales reps a lot of time. And then, you know, one little follow-up question: Why, or or does it? Is it using used in a customer service type context as well? Because I could see you know, potential sales and marketing opportunities there as well. Yeah, um, we do work with, in particular, customer success teams. So, like, one of the great benefits to the customer is ensuring that there's a really good handoff between the salesperson that sold the deal and then the customer success person that's inheriting it and needs to make sure that that customer gets serviced properly. And so customer success teams are now able to start um, planning what the implementation plan is, how they're going to onboard the customer, even before they've met them, because they have access to everything that was discussed and they know what was promised. So we have, we have quite a number of customers that are, are using it, not just on the sales side, but also customer success. Yeah, I mean, what, what I like about it, working with the customer success teams uh, or any help desk team is that customers aren't expecting to be upsold or cross-sold. Uh, so I think they're more open than they would be with a salesperson. So there's, uh, there's some opportunities, I think, that could arise either to learn more from a marketing context in, in, in terms of informing the product development or in a sales context, uh, maybe when they want another, you know, they need an additional product uh, to fill out a suite or something like that. So uh, I'm glad to hear that you, you cover all of it. The interesting thing that you bring up about that is like we have customers that talk to us about like they launch a new product and the product team wants to know how well it's resonating with the market or they, we have another customer that asked for some help in terms of the way that things were being built and reported on when they first came on board because the sales team felt like they had a really strong competitor and they weren't being heard by the marketing team. And so, you know, now 
instead of sales teams presenting their partners inside of a company with really anecdotal data or anecdotal stories about what they're hearing, they can actually bring data to the table and they find that they're more likely to be heard when they're using voice of the customer to do that. Wonderful. So speaking of voice of the customer, it's a good segue into my next question. And, you know, now that we understand your version of conversation intelligence, how does it help marketing? How are these things that are being collected and captured and then identified? How does it, we've heard how it helps, you know, sales teams, but how does it help marketing? It's a great question. There's so many ways. Um, I couldn't feel more fortunate than to be a VP of marketing at a company that provides conversation intelligence. This is our product. But um, you can imagine, like, I've run tons of research projects before. They take a lot of time. They cost a lot of money. And the reason is because I didn't have access to what customers and prospects think and what they say. And, and now I do. And so we can take a project, let's say, to work on positioning. I can go in and listen to calls that are from deals that we've won and deals that we've lost and hear what the customer says their pain points are, what they're interested in, the language that they use. So not only does that inform like general messaging, but how am I building collateral for the sales team? What are the tools that they need to help them move through the sales process? That's one example. There's also things like, how do I build a battle card for the sales team? I'm going to go in and listen to those competitive moments on calls. What did they say about competitors? Which ones are actually coming up? So how do I help my team prioritize their time in terms of what to work on? And then what are the points that are bring, being brought up um, that we need to work through our depositioning strategy for, as an example? Um, and, you know, there's even smaller things like uh, we do a lot of case studies with clients. And usually that's kind of um, an, a little bit of an arduous process in that, like, a salesperson might introduce me to a client, but... I don't know why. I don't know what the use case is. I don't know why they bought. And so what typically ends up happening is I then have to do an intake meeting with a client, hear their story, think through what questions we're going to ask, and then go and have another meeting or an on-site in order to move those case studies forward. Um, with conversation intelligence, I can go in and listen to the discovery call to hear what their pain points were. I can look at how the conversations progressed and I can skip the intake call altogether. I can just come up with the interview guide based on what I know about what the customer said is important to them and where they're having wins based on conversations that they're having with the customer success team and get 90% of the way there without having to invest that extra time. And so not only is it great for me, but it's like a better customer experience for them. Okay. And wow, that was a, an amazing explanation of everything that it can do. And, and this is just chorus, right? You, do you need any other messaging apps or space-based assistance or anything else besides chorus to uh, nope. in, in the, okay. So because what, when I've done some research on conversational uh, artificial intelligence, um, it kind of combines a bunch of different things into one, and then it delivers a very personalized ex uh, customer experience. So, Chorus has all that, and we're not 
just talking about chorus. We're talking about you know conversation intelligence in, in general, but chorus has all that uh, in its suite, product suite. So say more about that when you talk yeah. about a personal experience. Yeah, I mean, um, when I note to everybody out there, these terms are still emerging. But yes. when when I've done some research on, let's just say, conversational artificial intelligence, it's it's more on bringing all of these tools together uh, to automate communications and to deliver personalized customer experiences. But a subset of that or part of that is the listening capabilities of it and listening to what people are saying. And um, like Chorus does, they make recommendations as to how to, how to improve the, the process. So what I was asking was, all of what you've just said is part of the marketing suite, which I understand. And you said there's no other products or plugins that, that are necessary in order to do what you just described. Is that right? Yeah. Well, so I would actually, so I would break it down a little bit differently. And I know that this is something that's confusing, but yeah. there seems to be two categories that have emerged. Conversational intelligence tends to be talking more about like chatbots, like Drift or Intercom or things like that that you're using on the website to automate some of those customer interactions um, in order to engage them when they're on your website, stuff like that. And then conversation intelligence is more of what I was talking about, which is a tool that is used by the sales team to help them, but provides marketing with insight into voice of the customer. And so they're, they're actually kind of two distinct categories. Yeah. And yeah. that's, and did a marketing name these two? Cause they're way too close together. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to come up with a better name. I mean, uh, I think it's a, I think it's, it's a good, I think it's a good fair point. I mean, um, I think we'll see how things shake out. Right. Um, exactly. Like Topo, for example, calls it conversation slash meeting intelligence. Mm. Um, I think Gartner is calling it, like sales call analytics or something like that. Sales so call analytics. Well, the beauty a, of, of how early we are is all these things are still emerging and, you know, being defined and put into buckets. So it's, it's interesting to hear, you know, hear it at an early stage. So I'm very clear now as to, you know, how you're differentiating what Chorus does from, you know, some of the other conversational artificial intelligence. So I, I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. I think of it more as like we're conversation intelligence is a core is a core pillar to the the sales enablement technology stack, whether it's for coaching or for uh, enabling the sales team through training, onboarding, things like that. And marketing happens to be an amazing beneficiary of all of that data because what's more what's more valuable than what your customers actually have to say or your prospects in terms of really guiding and shaping your, your strategy, your messaging, knowing what's important to them. Wonderful. Okay. Um, and then one last question before we move on to examples, what kind of training is involved in, you know, conversation intelligence? Is it, do you have to kind of identify certain things that you want the AI to identify to bring to the attention of the sales manager or the marketer, or yeah, we'll, we'll walk us through how you set it up. The easy part is the setup. It literally takes three minutes. We connect chorus to your calendar, to your CRM, and that is essentially it in order to get people to start using it. 
Um, the trick is in being able to surface the insights and you know we've built custom uh, language models we have experts on natural language processing that they're all involved in building our AI it takes the AI probably about 200 hours of listening and then it can start surfacing insights based on your actual language from your company your product your deal process, um, which I think is pretty special. Like we have a we have a customer, for example, that offers a service to people that is around how you price your product. Hmm. And so if you think about that, it would be really easy for a product to start firing and saying, oh, pricing's being discussed. Pricing's being discussed. That's a key part of the sales process. Except for this customer, that would be every single call because that's what their product offering is. Yeah. And RAI has actually been able to learn how to discern the difference between them talking about their product and talking about a pricing proposal um, because we actually learn the language of the business. But it does take a couple hundred hours of recordings to do that. And in the meantime, while it's doing that, we can set up uh, things like trackers to make sure that we're capturing some of the themes that are important from the outset. Like if you want to track certain competitors, if you have a, a sales process that you follow, like um, winning by design where it's spice and wagons, we can make sure that we're, we're tracking how well people are following that process in the meantime, while it's learning your specific business. And it doesn't take long. It's just, not right out the gate. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, that's good to know because that was a question I had. Is that uh, you know even and I've studied Watson, IBM's Watson. I've interviewed them, talked to them. I mean, there's a lot of training involved in what they do. So I figured you'd have to have something in in place in order to train it or to guide it so that uh, you're getting the right answers that you need it. Well, we um, also benefit from the fact that you know at this point we've. We've recorded millions of meetings from some of the fastest growing companies. And so like it learns your business, but it also learns an aggregate from all of the other customers that we're working with. And so um, I think that also makes a big difference. Do you have an example that you really like to share? I know you've gotten into case studies a little bit, but one example that you'd like to share that really highlights the power of conversation intelligence. Let's take an example of sales onboarding. You bring new reps on board, you train them, you ask them to shadow calls with some of your top performers so that they can learn about, you know, objection handling and what works and doesn't work in the sales process and learning the sales pitch. And it tends to take a long time. Are you able to actually shadow the right calls? How long does it take you to hear a call that involves a certain objection, as an example? And so one of the things that you can do with conversation intelligence is you set up libraries of the perfect calls, the perfect pitch, the fire moments that you have with customers. This is what the perfect way that you handle the certain objection. So now you are able to bring new reps on board and start having them listen to the right way to do it right away. And so like some of our customers have like big 
classes of new sales reps that they're bringing in where they need to get them ramped to productivity really quickly. An example that comes to mind is I was just speaking with the VP of sales from Conversica and they were able to drop the time that it takes for someone to be able to give a demo in half. And that's typical, like I've across our customer base, it's somewhere between 30 and 50%. And when you think about what that means from a quota capacity perspective, what a difference that can make, especially when you're bringing on a big sales team, it's huge. Um, another customer from a marketing perspective decided that they were going to do a customer conference. That's a big popular thing that a lot of companies are doing now. And they were asking the sales team to help with selling tickets and promoting it to clients and felt like they weren't seeing very much tracking or traction on that. So they were able to build a tracker and then start tracking were people actually talking about it or not. And that provided the data to be able to go and then follow up with the team and say, hey, really need you to be focused on this. And then they were able to sell out their conference. Um, nice. Yeah. So there's, there's use cases all over the place. It's just this idea that for so long, all of these conversations that were happening between customers and, and prospects and their sellers were a black box. We had no idea what was actually happening. And it's like, there's so much news that's going on around like, oh, AI, it's robots, they're taking jobs, they're taking over. And I think that the, the mission around conversation intelligence is really different because it's about helping them get better, helping them service customers better, have better interactions, and ultimately be more successful. And that's part of what's so exciting about it for me. Nice. Okay, good. I mean, it's really interesting to see where this is headed and where it's going. And my biggest question is, I, I know it's early, but why isn't everyone at least trying this or looking at it? What are they saying to you? You know, I think that we're in a in a time frame right now where it's more and more like we're hearing that it's one of the most inquired about technologies from some of the analyst firms because it is we're right at that point where it's catching fire. We have companies that are using it that are big like Adobe, Qualtrics, Zoom is a client and then we have companies on the smaller end of the spectrum that are you know, more startup-ish. I think it's something that within the next, I would say, three to five years, I would be shocked if every sales team wasn't using conversation intelligence. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Right. I mean, why not? If you've got a, an extra pair of AI ears that could be there 24-7 if, if necessary to listen on the conversations, then uh, why not? I mean, I'm sure sales, the sales management team appreciates that and the marketing team appreciates that even more. So well, that, I, that makes a ton of sense. We're also in this time, like, I don't know if it's something that you've talked about or thought about, but, you know, there's this rise of sales enablement that's happening where, you know, sales enablement used to be a function that was mostly handled by product marketing. And that mostly meant building collateral for the sales team. And then you might bring in a trainer or something like that around sales process, but it wasn't a dedicated function. And that is rapidly changing where, 
you know, like one of our customers is Data Robot, they have a whole sales enablement team. And what they're focused on is it's coaching, it's helping people like get their talk track better. It's it is like onboarding those new reps, but companies are recognizing that there's more to do to enable the sales team, which is the lifeblood of any company. It's what brings no your question. revenue in. Yeah. How do you do it better? You do it better by having sales enablement, a function that's focused on helping them be the best they can be. And then they're having to build their technology stack to make sure that they have the insights that they need the the tools that they can provide to the sellers to access all of the information that they need during the sales process. I think that it's a changing world on that front. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, and I can see it in the future. Maybe it does it already where it kind of analyzes the conversation and says, well, in order to move this individual or buyer to the next stage, here's the content they need. They need a video. They need to watch the webinar. So these things are then formulated by AI and a personalized drip sequence goes out either on email or chatbot or something like that. Do you see, do you see that happening in the future? I think you're on the right path. I think that there is something to that for sure. In the Are interim, you giving us a hint as to what you're, where you're going? <laughs> I'm not, but I think okay. that you sound logic. Um, and Usually that, that means yes, but okay, I'm not going to hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, in the meantime, you know, we are doing things. So like I mentioned, Data Robot. Um, Data Robot's a client, but they also work with a company called Lessonly, which is a which is an LMS platform. And so mm. like they're taking things like links to calls in chorus to be able to not only provide the playlist of like the best example calls, but to actually then test them on it and you know make sure that they're taking the right things away and that they're learning through the process. And so like that's in more of a like training curriculum perspective. But I do think, you know, one of the things that we're able to do is do real-time analysis. And you would think from a sound logic perspective, if you can do real-time analysis, you can also probably do real-time recommendations at some point in the future. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes total sense. So I'm just going to summarize our conversation, Natalie, real quick, and then you can add or subtract or do what you need to throw tomatoes at me, what have you. But, you know, <laughs> from, from what I've learned from this conversation, conversation intelligence is being defined as different than conversational intelligence. Conversation intelligence is really about analyzing, you know, what's being said to give real insightful insights uh, to the marketing and sales teams. It also will update the CRM system. So I know even salespeople will, especially salespeople will appreciate that. And sales management, because they know that things are being updated. Um, you shared with us some examples that uh, I thought were fascinating. I hadn't even thought of. And uh, you hinted at the future of, of where this is going without commenting on whether Chorus is going to follow that path or not. So, so well done with that. Uh, did I get anything wrong there? Uh, no, I don't think you did. No, nope. all good. Okay. All right, wonderful. And um, so, I do think I should give you some credit because you hinted it, and I just said that you're you're on the right, you're you're thinking right. So I think you deserve some of the credit there. And, and not many people tell me I think right. So thank you for that, Natalie. <laughs> I, I owe you. <laughs> so your favorite. You've already answered the question, so I'm going to answer uh, it for you. But 
the uh, in 100 words or less, we ask people what their favorite chatbot AI voice app or AI solution is. Of course, it's going to be Chorus AI. And from what I heard, I do not blame you. And where can the audience find out more about you uh, personally on LinkedIn or somewhere else? Uh, LinkedIn is a great place. Um, yeah, absolutely. Natalie Severino and happy to connect and discuss with any of your listeners. Excellent. And uh, for us, it's, you know, engage with our chatbot on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash fanatics media. And as always, if you enjoy our podcast, please write a review for us in the Apple podcast app or Google play area, whatever that's called. Uh, your reviews encourage us and help us to uh, help others actually to choose our podcast. So Natalie, again, thank you very much. Loved having you on the show and uh, very insightful. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. It was fun.